Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. It's your boy Ramiz, and as usual, on Thursday nights, I'm joined here with yours truly, Kenny. Uh, of course, we're just coming back from All-Star break, and we're going into a 10-game slate, which is unfortunately from DraftKings divided by two slates. I don't like the two slates. I like prefer one slate, so... Of course, me and Kenny are going to do our best to go through this one quick. But of course, when you have two informative basketball enthusiasts, it can be quite difficult. Uh, but that's enough yapping. Kenny, tell me, how, how was your your week? Did you enjoy the All-Star weekend? Uh, what was it, 400-point total game? Oh, man, uh, they, they were slightly under 400 points total. <laughs> I was kind of sad to see that. Um, I was glad to see... Um, cat go for 50 when there was nobody enthusiastic about it on the bench again um i never thought that would happen in the same year yet alone the same season and um you know my girl sabrina nescu she showed out um probably was the biggest spotlight in um all-star weekend um wondering what they're gonna do with it next year because i can see this going a little bit farther um since there's more than just sabrina who could be shoot shooting like that that's in the w that's How about sure. yourself, man? Were you a fan of it? I I would say that was probably the highlight because I think it did show off, like, especially how great of a shooter Sabrina is. I ain't gonna lie, the other parts of the All Star weekend I didn't really enjoy. I mean, we saw, what was it, Jalen Brown ducking over Kai Sinat in the chair. I don't know, and he got 48s for that, I think, which is, I don't know, with the dunk contest. <laughs> still have no idea who that dude is. Um, <laughs> maybe it's just for the younger generation or something, but. Yeah, I was at a loss. I, I had no idea who he was or dude who came out in the Hawks jersey. I'm still trying to figure out both of them. Yeah, the Hawks jersey guy wasn't even involved in the dunk. He just wore a Wilkins jersey and pointed. And they didn't even show us the dunk. They showed him in the jersey. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it happens. Yeah. We're amazing yeah, so, happens. Well, now we're back to the normal basketball. And uh, like I said, uh, there was a lot of games today. So I think there's going to be a, quite a few teams who are playing on back-to-backs too. So it is going to be interesting in terms of injuries. I know Lakers are playing on a back-to-back, so you got to watch out for the LeBron and AD. Donovan Mitchell was out for this game on Thursday, so I don't know if he's going to play for Philly. Ingram missed today's game as well, which I guess also me, uh, me, me and Kate uh, can have a discussion about uh, Alvarado hitting his over on his 14.5, I think, total rebounds assists. I guess Ingram... Missing out probably also played a part in that as well. Uh, so he might not play tomorrow as well. Uh, but let's go straight into this as usual. We'll start off with the six-game slate because those are the earlier games. Uh, and as usual, as point guards, Kenny, uh, lead the way. Oh, man, I'm just going to keep it simple, man. Um, going up against a team that's given up a good amount of points to opponents. And... Um, also playing, you know, now that I think about it, both of these teams give about a good amount of points to opponents. But I'm going to go straight to this Toronto-Atlanta matchup. And I'm going to go with Trey Young as my spend-up for 9-4 against the Raptors. And for my mid-tier, it's also going to be in the same game. I don't even know if I call it the mid-tier. Um, but from the same game, can I go with quickly as a mid-tier for 7K? Or, or is that a little too much for a mid tier? Hey man, go for it. All right, man. I'm going to go straight to both of these players who should get you at least 10 three-pointer attempts in this matchup. Um, I did not look at the total on it yet, but if I had to take a guess, it should be around a 240 range. 
245. You're close. 245. All right. Yeah, I knew it. Um, 240 range. And um, I, I really don't see how you could get any more volume from um, these two shooters in any other matchup that they're going to be playing, possibly for the rest of the season, since I think Atlanta got both of their games, got three of their games against um, Indiana done already. Um, going with the low tier option, I actually had a little trouble with that because that's like, man, I kind of wanted to wait on the news. I don't want to really do this. But since I was able to um, watch him get 20 minutes in a game, um, I'm like, man, maybe they're just going to bring him back, uh, revitalize his career. But then I'm going to say Aaron Holiday. Aaron oh. Holiday for three sets. Interesting. Look, I don't know what the Rockets are doing. The season <laughs> is already over. Um, their most productive basketball today was when Aaron Holiday was on the floor. Um, honestly, didn't really do too much in the game, but he played defense. Something that nobody else on the Rockets did, especially in that guard position. So going on the back-to-back, I can actually see them sitting a few players, you know, like a FVV or a Dylan Brooks. And, um, yeah, Holiday could be in a potential 15, 20-minute spot. How you like that for the GPP play? I like it. But I think it's going to be one of those picks you're going to have to wait until close to the injury report to kind of see who plays or not. Because I think with Fred back and Eamon playing the way he was before Fred was, I mean, when Fred, Fred was injured, uh, so we would, I mean, Aaron Holiday, I do like him. I do think he can kind of play off ball too. And at 3600, you know me, I love my cheapy picks as well. So I'm always rooting for that. Uh, in terms of point guards, when you mentioned Toronto and Atlanta, I thought me and you were about to have the same pick because I'm doing I'm doing a bit of a finessing because this guy has, I mean, dual eligibility at the point guard spot and small for spot, and that's Scotty Barnes at 8800. Uh, I think this guy was also my highest spent up in the sleep. Uh, this is, is a guy who I'm thinking coming off, uh, you know, all-star break where he was an all-star, participating in the skills challenge. Uh, of course, I want to say he had a crazy game today because he did go against the, the Nets and they did blow them out. Yeah, the Raptors blew out a team. Uh, and, well, I think that may have allowed Scotty to get some extra rest too. And this game against Atlanta usually is a high-scoring game. And like you said, these two teams gave up a lot of points. Uh, don't won't be a lot of defense, so I don't even think Trey Young is a bad pick. But I decided to go with uh, Scotty Barnes, mainly because I think, uh, especially with Anyaka Kongu injured, I think you're looking at Clint Capella or probably some small ball center, which Scotty Barnes should be able to thrive in. Uh, and then my mid tier pick, uh, I am keeping tabs on Adarius Garland. Uh, this is only in the scenario that uh, Donovan Mitchell doesn't play, and of course Garland has been uh, struggling. I want to say. In these games, uh, with uh, what's his name, <laughs> uh, with Donovan Mitchell, uh, but I mean, this is the best chance he gets, like, to kind of get back into form. Uh, I know they played today, and it it was, I guess, a, an all right night. Like, it's, I mean, of course, Jerry Garland. We, I'm thinking about his All Star years, and I know he's still capable of doing it. Uh, but in this matchup, of course, it'd be a tough matchup with Philly. But I still think he. He needs one of these games where he has a responsibility to go off. And I think against Philly, because it might be maybe more, I don't know, more game with more stakes to it, he might have to kind of just come out of it. 
but that's only if Don Mitchell doesn't play, right? Uh, but if that's not the case, I like Atias Jones at 6100. He's been having some great performances. Uh, I think he's been averaging around like 39 or 38 DK fantasy points in the past three games. Uh, and especially this is, uh, I know I mentioned Atlanta and Toronto is around 240 range, like you said. Uh, Wizards and OKC's over-under is around 241.5, with, of course, OKC is supposedly to win by 14 or 15 points. Uh, but even in the past few games, the Wizards have made some games competitive, and therefore that's why Ty Jones has been able to get around that mark in terms of three points total. So at 6100, I, I like that price. Uh, yeah, but it, it's not a pick I'd have on almost every slate, but on a few slates, I think Ty Jones is a reasonable option in the mid-tier area. And then for my budget pick, I'm going for the guy who had his debut today for the Philadelphia 76ers. That's Kyle Lowry at 4,200. Uh, I think the Anthony Melton is still out. And, of course, Kyle Lowry's past relationship with Dick Nurse. Uh, I'm actually going to say like Kyle Lowry looks in better shape than he has before, I want to say, this season. And especially considering Nick Nurse's past history of playing dual uh, point guards, I do think Lowry will get a few good minutes. Uh, of course, he might have maybe a tougher time to learn the sets or such or to play alongside this new roster. But I think he'll be able to ease in and just kind of have a few nights where he can do somewhat of what he's been able to do in the past. Obviously, not to the same extent. But at 4200 as a cheap, I think it's a, it's a good option to go for. Uh, I'll start off with the shooting guards. And uh, I'm going, I didn't really like the high tier guys, uh, to be honest. So I decided to go straight for mid tier here. And I was Buddy Healed at 6,700. Uh, this is one of the players who has been on great form, uh, playing heavy minutes and getting a lot of shot attempts. I mean, that's checking off all three boxes for someone who's going in a DFS pick. And he's only 6,700. He has been going against Cleveland, who uh, I guess does have a lot of paint protection. But I think where Buddy Healed has been thriving is definitely has been at three-point attempts. I mean, he's been shooting 45% from three in his last game against... Uh, Miami. I don't know. I don't know how he performed tonight, uh, but against Cleveland the last time they faced, he had 44 DK fantasy points, eight attempts. But generally, he's been getting a lot of shot attempts and minutes, and he's been able to perform. So I think, uh, like I said, I, I don't know how he performed today, but at 6,700, I still really like that price to go for a player like him because of knowing his upside. Uh, mid-tier pick. I decided to go with Trey Murphy the third. Uh, I guess another one of those if picks because. I mean, this is in case of Brandon Ingram decides, uh, not decides, uh, Brandon Ingram isn't available to play. I think Trey Murphy third will probably still get a good amount of shot because he's probably one of the players you want to play alongside Zion uh, to space the floor. Uh, and overall, we know Trey Murphy third. He's one of those guys who is can kind of have those explosive nights and just really get a lot of upside out of him. Uh, and then budget one is someone who... Uh, I guess it's a, it's a bold pick because, I mean, me and you were talking about it, Kenny. And as Jordan Hawkins, uh, of course, they blew out uh, the Rockets today and Jordan Hawkins didn't get a lot of minutes, but Jose Alfredo did. Uh, so this might be an interesting pick. But Jordan Hawkins, same thing, kind of similar to what I said about Trey Murphy third. He's kind of a heat check player. I think if Jordan Hawkins comes in for a few minutes and has that scorer's touch, I think he'll get a lot more minutes. And he's only priced at 3000 which is the minimum amount. So, like I said, it is a bold pick, but it allows you to go for uh, the more expensive tier players if you'd like to. Yeah, pretty pretty solid picks. 
Um, I like how you was able to throw in a pelican, even though um, one of them ruined my night already. Uh, shooting guard, I'm actually gonna go a different different route. I'm I'm, I'm spinning it up. I'm spinning it up. I'm actually gonna look at Booker in this spot. Again, Ooh. this is a back to back, especially going up against Houston, and I feel like if a player does rest, it will be KD over Booker. Um, really don't see how you don't at least have a floor of 40 DraftKings points, even if um, honestly, even if Durant play, I can really see him having a floor of around 35, 40 DraftKings points. If he's out, should be around 45, 50 DraftKings points. Um, should be able to get you a natural 30 points um, along with probably about 10 rebounds and assists. Um, will be really chalky, so again, this will be more of a cash game play. Even though it's a back-to-back, I do still see a pretty high ownership, especially um, the way this slate this late is priced. And if we don't get news on um, a spin up in the same position um, in the Cleveland-Philly game, going mid-tier, I'm going to go right back to um, the Phoenix-Houston game. And this has been somebody who's been playing with a whole lot of energy. I want to say for the whole month of February. Um, Ricky, who has a brother who's also, you know, in a situation that's going a little bit downhill. But um, I'm in Thompson. Uh, really been liking his game lately. They kind of unlocked him. Um, honestly, took all the rebounds away from um, Jabari Smith. So... Uh, <laughs> That under was a nice under to play while he was out there getting 30 minutes. But in this spots against Phoenix where, you know, uh, Durant or even Norwich could sit out, it could be a possible double-double spot for him if he's going to continue to get 32-plus minutes. Then with the cheapie, um, I'm actually... Can I really go with a cheapie on this one? You know, um... This isn't much of a cheapie. This is kind of like a spend-up for a cheapie before 4-8. I'm going back to the same game, especially if the Rand is out. Uh, I really do like Eric Gordon in this spot. Um, it is a revenge game. Don't forget, Gordon didn't spend a good amount of time on the records, and I do love the narratives, but tonight he actually got a the bulk of um, Grayson Allen's shots. I want to say Allen only had three shot attempts this game. Um, Gordon has about 12. And in this matchup, uh, I do feel like he can actually generate about five assists, get you about three three-pointers hit, and in cast or GPP, that could get you a nice little 25-30 DraftKing points at the end of the night. Interesting. Uh, well, I mean, before we head into small forwards, I do want to mention... Uh, of course, the NBA Fantasy Pass that you can get for $6 per month. With this pass, you get daily streams, recaps of the top lines of the night every day, and Discord access to the pros. Uh, you can also, uh, for all sport package, which is $8, not only includes the NBA, but includes NFL and MLB too. Uh, this is a great package if you want to get all three of these sports in and make some great money. This is a package for you. Uh, with small forwards, uh, once again, I didn't spend uh, over 8K in this area. I don't think I spent 8K in the other thing. I think Scotty Barnes was my only 8K plus player. Uh, but that was mainly due to the fact that Jimmy Butler was priced at 
7700 and uh i was a big fan of that to be honest because i know once again jimmy butler uh especially because tobias harris is 100 over him and then you know you know when jimmy butler says tobias harris over him uh it means he's gonna have a good night and he's had i mean especially in this case because i think tier was your still injured tyler harrell was actually questionably dealing with some injury regarding his foot uh so jimmy Butler might have to take on a lot more responsibility not only in playmaking but in scoring as well and he has missed a lot of games but he should be back uh i think he it was some personal reasons uh so he should be able to come back and at 7700 it's a great price to go for uh, in terms of a star like jimmy butler uh mid-tier i guess upper mid-tier uh denny abdia uh this is a player who's been on an absolute streak uh and i was I wasn't going to believe it until I was looking at his stats. And rightfully so, the guys, like he attempted 24 shots I and 17 shots the game before that. So it seems he's getting his shot attempts a lot more up. I mean, the game against the Pelicans, he had 10 threes, 13 free throw attempts. I don't know what Denny Avdia played against the Pelicans. I didn't watch the highlights, uh, but it seems like it was a monster. Uh, of course, could he replicate this? That'd be absolutely amazing against the OKC Thunder, but most likely he won't. But it definitely does mean that he is headed in a direction where he's going to be much more aggressive on offense, uh, taking a lot more responsibility. And of course, with the recent news of Jordan Poole coming off the bench, uh, I don't think there would be an issue with getting a lot of more shot attempts from him. Uh, and knowing that he can go for occasionally double-digit rebounds is also another great sign. Uh, so you're hoping he can kind of have another performance like that against OKC. Uh, bit pricey, but uh, I believe in the guy. Uh, and then, budget option, why not go with another wizard who's going to get a lot more opportunity? That's Glock over the bottom because, as I mentioned, Jordan Poole coming off the bench, that means someone took his slot, and that was Glock over the bottom. So I have 4,200. Uh, I think he's a budget pick that's going to be pretty solid because he will be getting a lot of minutes because I think he might be the best defender on the team, or maybe it's Denny. Uh, but in general, I think this kind of also shows you that Washington is prioritizing their young guys, uh, even though Jordan Poole is a young guy, but I guess they don't consider him part of their core. Uh, so I think Bilal Koulibaly should have a lot more opportunity to just kind of just do his thing and hopefully play 30 minutes on a, on a consistent basis because that'd be great for uh, this pick. All right, some solid picks. Um, when it comes to my spend-up, I'm... I'm going to go more of a GPP route. I really do feel like a lot of players will be off of this spend-up. I really don't see the ownership being high, and I do think the spread will take a lot of people away from this. But I am actually will spend up for Kawhi Leonard in this spot in GPPs. Again, it's a back-to-back against Memphis, so... You know, um, I want to say probably for the past three years, Quiet kind of been the face of load management, but he's been playing back to back this season. And you can't really get a better matchup than um, if it's if you, you know, looking to pad up some stats. And I do feel like he should be able to not just score in this matchup, but if I remember correctly, in the game against um, Oklahoma City tonight, he only had um, three rebounds and assists. So I really do feel those numbers should be going up in this matchup. Um, he still should be able to get you 20 points as well. So I'm looking at a floor of about 40. And then if the game stay close, since 
Hey, um, they defeated um, Milwaukee. Um, you can't really sleep on the team, especially on the back-to-back when you got to play at Memphis as well. These G League players playing for the second contract, so I, I think the game's going to be a little bit closer than the spread is showing. So Quiet's going to be my spend-up. Now, going with my mid-tier play, I'm going to go back to a matchup that I've been talking about too much. Man, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm, I got to pick another Atlanta player. I, I got to go with Sadiq Bay at 5'9". Um, again, highest total on the slate. Um, a lot of the shots are going to be going up. Rebound rate for Sadiq Bay is around 20%. I, I really do feel like this is a potential double-double spot for him. Um, if I can get his PRA at 21, I'm probably going to be playing that as well. I don't really have too much of a um, budget play since, you know, like you said, a lot of news got to go out. But if I had to take a chance on somebody, since they are on the back-to-back and they are playing a team who's not the greatest, and are already taking. I'm going to go with Isaiah Joy for 3-2. Um, his minutes been all over the place in the month of February. Um, man, I don't, I don't remember seeing him too much in the game against the Clippers. I think he had a dunk. But he's a solid three-point shooter. Um, should get a extended run, especially on the back-to-back. Plus, I do believe the spread in this game it should be about a little... Should should be a blowout by by the third quarter, and if you could get him out there for twenty minutes, he could get you fifteen natural points, and possibly four or five three pointers as well. So for three two on a GPP, even in cash games, um, I really don't think you could do that much better than Isaiah Joe. I actually like that pick a lot. I mean, it was surprising because I think he started off being a rotational because I thought he was going to be solid, but. You're right, his, his value has definitely gone down. His play hasn't been inconsistent, uh, which is what, something that we didn't see last season. Uh, but moving on to power forwards, uh, I'm going for another Pelican. I'm going with Zion Williams, the S3900. I mean, usually in the games where you look at the stats when he plays without Ingram, uh, he usually has uh, some really great performances. Uh, and even in uh, this game against Pel- uh, the, the Rockets, pardon me, uh, 27 points. Only had three rebounds, but had 10 assists. Uh, so it seems he also had a, a some playmaking responsibilities as well. Uh, and in general, I think he's gonna have a lot more usage, a lot more shot attempts. Everything is gonna go up, and he's only at 7,900. Uh, so I think this would be a great opportunity to go for. Of course, he would be going against some tough defenders. Uh, but because I think the because the Pelicans are playing on a back-to-back, I think this game. Is going to be a closer one. Uh, you're hoping the Pelicans could stay in it and Zion could have a consistent performance. Of course, sometimes he does tend to have these injury issues or something like that where it can sometimes make him miss these games. But I think if he decides to play, I think it will be another great night for some potential upside. Uh, and then mid tier, I didn't really go for a mid tier. I guess this is like between mid tier and budget. Uh, and that's a Hawks player, and it's not Sadiq Bay, it's DeAndre Hunter. Uh, and I went with DeAndre Hunter at 4900 because he's a player who's come back and he's had some solid games. And you've always mentioned, you know, sometimes you got to go against these teams who allow a lot of points to get your form back. And against Toronto, I think he's very well capable of doing that. Uh, and I was also going to say that because Sadiq Bey sometimes 
I think Sadiq Bey is his only competition, I would say. Uh, he's definitely not taking that spot from Jalen Johnson. So I think uh, DeAndre Hunter could have a great chance to outplay him because the Raptors' defense has been quite abysmal. Uh, so I think this would be another way to get back into form and kind of get back to your starting spot. And at 4900, I think it's a pretty solid price to go for. Uh, and then budget pick. Uh, this is just a player who I like to go for because I feel like he can have he can get he can get minutes on his Raptors team. Uh, and as Jordan Nwora at 3000, uh, the Raptors don't have a solidified rotation. Uh, Bruce Brown plays minutes here and there. I mean, it's not really consistent. Uh, so I think like as these games where you need some buckets, I think Jordan Nora can definitely play. I mean, O'Shea Baji, uh, the player who the Raptors traded for at the deadline, hasn't been that solid either where he should have solidified his position coming off the bench. Uh, so I think Jordan Nora at 3,000, something, same thing that I said with like Jordan Hawkins, if he can get some opportunity to hit his buckets, I think he should have a pretty solid game. And he's only priced at 3,000, so the expectations wouldn't be too high. All right, man, some pretty solid picks. Um, I'm going to go right back to a game I've been talking about a whole lot for my spend-up, <laughs> and that's going to be Jalen Johnson for mm-hmm. 7-3. Um, again, if I'm not running Sadiq Bay, I know you talked about um, DeAndre. I, I'm, I'm going to be running Jalen, man. I'm, I'm going to be running Jalen in the spot, pairing him up with Trey Young. I do feel like either one of those three players will – Go over expectation, probably get you about a 45 DK night. Mm-hmm. And in cash games and GPP, I feel like Johnson will be a play at the price of 7.3. Going with my mid-tier play, I don't really think too many people will be on him. Um, I honestly don't like the matchup, but I do feel like somebody on this team needs to score. And I'm actually going to go with GG Jackson. Against the Clippers on a back-to-back. 5-2, so the price is kind of up there. Um, beyond scoring dependent, I, I mean, it's either he's going to get you 25 points or no points. He's either <laughs> going to get you 32 minutes or 13 minutes. He's either going to get you five fails or zero fails. You really don't know what you're going to get out of him, but one thing about him, if he's on the floor, he's probably going to be the best available scorer, especially if um, Jackson is out. Well, Triple J is out on the Memphis side. Now, going for my cheapy play. Um, You need to wait for the news on this one. I'm going back to a... Am I gonna go this route? I'm gonna go this route, but just hear me out on this. Let me let me talk about it a little bit. I did say somebody will need to score on the Memphis side. I did say Gigi Jackson can get into foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Memphis, they don't really know what they're doing with their players' rotation at the moment. So Somebody who can get you 20 actual points if they give you 25 minutes. I'm going to go with Yuta Watanabe. Only in GPPs. Look, he's new to the team. But 
in the three games he played, I want to say he actually has 36 minutes played. Now, here's the catch. One game he played 30 minutes, another game he played zero minutes, another game he played 10 minutes. So you're really going to be throwing a lot of darts. But if you feel like this game's going to be out of hand, they need some scoring and they need to look for a three-point shooter, why don't I be somebody who gets you solid minutes without fouling? Hey, I like it. I like the, I like the bold picks, you know, especially if the game is a blow. I think that's where your pick is going to really come into play. Uh, centers, uh, uh, didn't, once again, I didn't go too expensive tier. I mean, there weren't really a lot of options in terms of centers. I mean, uh, Sangoon I like, but he hasn't been on quite the street that you would want him to be on to go for him. Uh, with the Wizards and Chet Holmgren, I mean, it might just be a blowout, so I don't know if Chet's going to get the opportunity. Uh, but I decided to, I did like a few people in the mid tier area, and that's uh, people, the players were right next to each other. That's Marvin Bagley at 5,500, and Zubach at 5,400. Uh, just to quickly speak about it, Marvin Bagley has kind of find some, kind of found some form uh, for this Wizards team. I mean, it's kind of the reason I want to say they traded Gafford in the first place because, I mean, he was fit to play the starting center. Uh, in the both games, I think he's attempted over 10 field goals had double digit rebounds i want to say double doubles back to back i want to say uh and he's been pretty solid for them and at 54 uh, 5500 uh blowout or not i think he still will get his fair share of minutes to at least kind of repeat that same type of performance uh and with zubach uh guy who's come back from injury uh did take him quite a few games to get back into form, but against Golden State, of course, that smaller lineup uh, was able to get you 13 points, 10 rebounds, and went to 38 DK fancy points. Uh, and against this Memphis team, who starting center, I don't know who it is. Is it Santi Aldama? Uh, I think especially if Jaren Jackson Jr. decides not to play, uh, this would be another one of those matches for Zubac to just kind of eat pretty easily. Uh, of course. Hit him with the post hooks that he always use uh, hits with everybody. Uh, so to 5400, I think it's a pretty safe price to go for, and uh, Zuba should uh, be able to get around that same 30 DK fantasy points mark. All right, um, but I think the name you were trying to think of is um, Trey Jamison. He's been Trey? started for Memphis lately. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I I, I wouldn't play him though. Uh, that, that's not going to be my GTP or anything. Uh, for my spend up at center, um, it, it was actually kind of hard to think of somebody. I do feel like Bam will be kind of chalky. Mm-hmm. I do feel like, you know, like you said, Sundoon wasn't the most consistent. But even though it's a back to back, I might play Kyle Kuzma as my spend up at the center position. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say he hit six threes in this game against the Nuggets. Also got 11 rebounds in basically the first half. He seemed like he's trying to play, you know, just to be the best player on the Wizards at the end of the season. Um, so, look, he's still playing with heart. Um, can't really say that about somebody who um, a lot of people thought would be the star of the Wizards this season. And I do feel like if he plays in this back-to-back, he should be the best scoring option for the Wizards, um, especially if they want to get an upset win. 
Don't, don't really see that happening. Want to put any money on that? Going for my mid-tier play. This is good news. I'm I'm actually gonna go with um a Toronto Atlanta play again, but this time it's gonna be on the Toronto side. Jacob Poto. I, I really do feel like this is a nice little, you know, not just a double double spot, but one of those um you know 15 and 15 games you get out of him every now and then might get you a couple blocks and still. Uh, don't don't think he's gonna have that little sixty fantasy point game that he had at the end of the month. But I, I'm talking more about like a little forty point game, forty DraftKings point night. Uh, something pretty respectable. Um, again at six two, I really don't think too many people will be on him. Um, GPP wise, he should be less than ten percent on. Cash game wise, should be less than ten percent on. So that that's somebody that I could feel pretty comfortable plugging into my lineup. Um, especially in this high total game. Now with the cheapy play. Man, I, I had to think about that one for a while. But since they're on a back-to-back, I might need to play Drew Eubanks uh, for 3-7 going up against Houston. Again, this is a player who can get in foul trouble easily. This is a player who can see the floor for less than 10 minutes. And this is a player whose usage rate is probably less than 17%. When he's on the floor without starters, you're really hoping for a couple blocks, a couple steals from him, hoping for a couple rebounds. Might get to the line once if you're lucky, but if you need about 25 DK point upside on a, I want to say this is a six or seven game slate, you, you can't do too much worse in the GPP than you base for three seven. That is true. I mean, it is a six game slate. And Drew Eubanks, uh, especially in this scenario where it may be blowout, may not, or using because you could get in foul trouble or not, I think this would definitely be uh, a game where Drew Eubanks definitely has a shot. Uh, but like you said, this is a six-team slate because we have four games that were separated uh, in the other one. Uh, so we should probably get a start on this one. But before we do, uh, let me mention to you guys the DFS pass that you can get for $5 per month. Uh, with this package, you get DFS delivery, the pick'em daily, and as usual, Discord access to the pros. This is a pass you gotta have because if you want to keep up with the injury reports that are probably gonna be coming out right before the games, uh, this is the pass for you. Uh, but for point guards, uh, I'll take the lead on this one because I'm pretty excited to mention the players that I'm going for, and uh, one of them is I feel like is a is a a slightly bold pick because I don't know if people are going to be leaning towards him. And that's Damian Lillard at 8,900. Uh, a player who had a great all-star weekend, won three-point champion, I think. Uh, I didn't really he tune in a lot. Uh, but he definitely got back into form. Uh, was, wasn't was he also all-star game MVP, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, so against this matchup against Minnesota, I, I don't think it will be the big men who kind of have the, the standout performance. I think it's going to be the guards. And I think Damian Lillard is due to have uh, a good performance. He's been struggling. I think this all-star pick was definitely needed for him uh, and in his case as well to kind of get back into form. Uh, in the mid-tiers area, I decided to go with Ter- Trey Mann. I was about to say Terrence, uh, but Trey Mann at 5,600. A player who has been starting, of course, due to the absence of Lamelo, And he's been playing some solid basketball ever since he's been on the team. I mean, uh, he's only 5,600, and I think uh past three games that he's played for them, he's had 31 DK fence twice, and the last game he had with Atlanta 
was uh, 40, uh, 45 DK Fantasy points. I don't think they played today. Actually, no, they did play today against the Jazz. Uh, and he is having a quiet night, but I think at 5,600, I mean, it's safe to kind of go for a player like him because going against Golden State, who aren't, I want to say, a defensive team, he definitely will have the opportunity to kind of have another high performance. Uh, and then cheapy-wise, uh, cheap, cheapy pick, I guess. Uh, I'm going with Monte Morris to 3,200. This is uh, one of the players that kind of went under the radar for in terms of the trades that happened. Uh, and he's been playing some great minutes for Minnesota. Uh, uh, is he not showing up on DraftKings? Uh, one second. Okay, for some reason he's not showing up on DraftKings, but he was showing up on the... Uh, actually, no, he is showing up. Pardon me. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, so yeah, he is showing up, and he's had some solid games. Uh, nothing too crazy, of course. Don't expect crazy for a guy who's only priced at 3,200 and was only getting backup point guard minutes. Uh, but I think this will this soon will be a pretty good pick. I mean, he's a player who's can come off, and he was one of the players, I would say, back uh, towards the Denver time, had uh, one of the best uh, assist-to-turnover ratios. Uh, which I think hopefully he can kind of uh, bring to this Minnesota team as well. Uh, but yep, that's my GP pick for the point guard position. Uh, pretty solid play, but yeah, you know, Dame won that competitive trophy award for um, <laughs> All-Star MVP, was the three-point contest winner. Uh, so, you know, he had a great little All-Star break. Um, but I don't think I'm going to go that route. Um for my spend-up, I'm going to go ugly. I'm going to go with a pick that nobody liked doing. And I'm going to go to Denver against Portland. Denver's are back-to-back. Afternoon Simons hasn't played basketball in a while. And if Kyle Kuzma could get five three-pointers on the Denver Nuggets, I feel like Simons could get you about seven with an upside. So for seven sets with an upside of a player who could get you sets to seven three-pointers in a game, I really do like that, especially playing Denver on a back-to-back when Portland is at home. Going for my mid-tier pick. Mm. Uh, um, it's a back-to-back. It's against San Antonio. I do feel like Anthony Davis will be sitting out this game. LeBron should be playing. And I'm going to go with the Lakers um, trade trade deadline pickup. Um, somebody who should have been a Raptor. And that's Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, really do feel like on the back-to-back, he should be pretty low on. It is a four-game slate. And at a 5-1 price tag, not watching what he's doing right now tonight, but from the two games he played... Felt like he looked somewhat comfortable out there. Um, and honestly, by the end of March, he might actually be the starting point guard on the team. For my cheapy, I'm going to go with, you know, somebody I talked about a little bit at the beginning of the season, back when he was on OKC. Um, multi-time EuroLeague MVP, multi-time champion, and that's um, Mitch, Mitch, um for Charlotte at 3-8. Um, game's not over yet against Utah, but he had about 15 minutes already going into the fourth quarter. Uh, I want to say he got 
five six assists, um, a turnover or two, five points. And on a back-to-back, especially with um, Trey Mann performance is in, um, it was before the All-Star break, I do feel like he might actually get a little bit uptick in minutes um, going on for the rest of the season. But that's all I got. Uh, interesting picks. Uh, I can't say I agree. I mean, I, I will say I agree because those are actually some of my shooting guard picks. Uh, I don't have to speak a lot about Anthony Sims. I think you mentioned in great detail that, I mean, he's going to... Of course, he's been known to kind of have these performances go off, especially against Denver playing on a back-to-back. Uh, I think you can expect him to attack Jokic in the pick-and-rolls or the pick-and-pops that they run. And not to mention uh, Scoot and uh, Malcolm Bogdan are both out for this game. Uh, so that means that Fernie Simmons will probably be the point guard, sole point guard, and handle the ball a lot more. So maybe playmaking was going to be expected of him as well. And 7600 is just, just a, uh, a solid price. Uh, mid-tier-wise, it's got to go with Brandon Pods. Uh, of course, this guy has been outstanding this season. Uh, he's kind of the player who, I want to say, is taking Klay Thompson's starting spot. Uh, and he's rightfully so. I mean, the guy's been able to get you over 30 DK fantasy points in, like, uh, a good amount of these games I'm looking at. And, like, the game against the Clippers a couple of days ago had 50 DK fantasy points. I mean, he's not only been scoring the ball, he's been rebounding, getting you assists. Uh, I mean, it's just been some great stat lines. And I think against Charlotte, I think he should be able to replicate the same. Uh, of course, Charlotte doesn't have any backcourt pieces. I mean, I think Cody Martin is a guy who's been playing a lot more. Uh, like I said, Trey Mann, Michich, Seth Curry got, is getting some minutes too now. So I think Pods should be able to kind of still be able to perform to his uh i want to say his averages and uh, possibly have the chance to exceed that as well uh and then my cheapy pick was a player who had dual eligibility and you mentioned uh michich uh, of course the player this is the player that i heard from you earlier this season and uh i noticed his stats on charlotte as a backup point guard have been pretty solid uh, and it's kind of why i like him of course i probably want to stack him and trey man in the same slate uh, but to have to spread out, I mean, Mitchis is a guy who I've noticed he can sometimes have those games where he'll have a good amount of buckets and, and some good amount of miss coming off the bench in like 20 minutes. Uh, so in this case, that the game is a blowout. Uh, I don't see why Mitchis shouldn't get a lot more opportunity to do this kind of play his game. Uh, I like those picks. Um, for, for my spend-up, Am I going to go this route? I'm, I'm going to go this route. Um, it's a back-to-back for both of these teams. Charlotte is on the road. But I do feel like Brandon Miller is in a nice little spot going up against Golden State on the back-to-back. Um, ever since the trade deadline, he's basically just got the green light. Uh, probably has the biggest green light on Charlotte right now. Um, I will play him with Mitrick as well. Um, really see, think the small amount of time they have on the floor, they pro- they cause this pretty well. Um, going with my mid tier pick, I'm going back to this Charlotte Golden State game, and I'm actually going to take a shot on Clay Thompson. I really do feel like he will have low ownership. 
especially right now, he started the game pretty cold. But as you know, um, Clay Thompson isn't going to be the same Clay Thompson that we knew who would, you know, get you 75% accuracy, get you a couple three-pointers on 11 dribbles to get you almost 70 points. You know, we, we won't get that. But I do feel like he still can be efficient, and especially going on into a back-to-back, I do feel like um, if he's coming off the bench, he should get a little bit more minutes than usual. Now for my cheapy play. Um, a lot of people probably won't be on this player. Um, could play him at the point guard position as well. But again, playing against a Laker team who's probably going to be short AD, so a little bit of defense will be gone. And he does have, um, I want to say he had the highest assist rate on San Antonio. Um, it's either him or Trey Jones, but Blake Wesley. Um, he's not giving you the greatest amount of minutes. I want to say it could range anywhere from 15 to 30. But going on a back-to-back in a game that could be blowing out, even if it's not a blow, he should still be able to be um, a pretty solid player since outside of um, Jones, he's the only real point guard that this team has. So if you get him in 20 points, you can play him in a GPP. You can play him in cash. You should get you around 15 to 25 fantasy points in this spot. Interesting pick. I haven't heard that one in a while. To say. I, I don't think I've heard that one at all, actually, in my time as Sports Ethos. But I know you and your bold, cheapy picks, uh, I always enjoy those ones. Uh, small forward, uh, my spend-up, I'm going with Anthony Edwards at 8,700. Uh, like I said, I think this is going to be a duel between the guards, the big man I'm not favoring. Uh, and at the Edwards, a guy who was shooting with his left hand in the, the skills challenge and presumably he said the All-Star game as well, uh, also got his break. Uh, so I think this is second half of the season could be pretty important for Minnesota, especially to get the first seed. And I think Anthony Edwards, to kind of, for Minnesota to accomplish that, Anthony Edwards can kind of go back to his, I want to say early season form where he was having monster stat lines. Uh, at the point where he was like priced over like in the upper 9,000s. Uh, so I think Anthony Edwards at 8,700 in this uh, star-studded matchup will kind of be the main guy for Minnesota. So 8,700, he's my spend-up. Uh, my mid-tier pick, uh, I decided to go with Rui Hachimura. Uh, and this is a player who I could expect to kind of back-to-back. And I also think, just like you said, Anthony Davis might not play. Uh, so I don't wouldn't be surprised if you actually saw him playing center minutes. Of course, his eligibility is for small forward, power forward. Uh, but against San Antonio, I don't know if you prefer Jackson Hayes, uh, especially because Christian Wood is injured. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works. But I think Rui Hachimura will have a lot more minutes, which he's continued to do so because of Jared Vanderbilt's injury, of course. And then my budget pick is Jalen McDaniels at 3600 Uh This is a guy who... Can obviously have these games here and there where he had puts up an amazing defensive performances and like hits all his shots, but he can be really, really inconsistent, which is kind of why he's priced at 3600. Uh, but against this Milwaukee team, I think you can expect him to play a lot of minutes because you're gonna need his defense against uh, whether it's uh, whether if they decide to put him on someone like a Damian Lillard or a Chris Middleton, I think he will definitely have a role to play, and he will be getting a lot of space. I think he will be getting a lot of threes. I think you can expect some double tapes towards the Minnesota star players. So Jalen McDaniels at 3,600 is a guy who I think I'm safe to say will play like a good uh, 30 to 35 minutes, I want to say, at the very minimum. So at 3,600, I think it's a good price to go for. All right. Solid picks. Um, 
I'm just going to go chat. Um, I'm going to spin up on LeBron. really do think LeBron at home after the All-Star break, an All-Star game he barely played in, um, with a rested body, with no AD, against San Antonio. You're probably looking at about 30% plus ownership in GPPs, cash games. But I got to go there. You you can't really get a better value, especially if this game stay competitive with the lack of defensive presence that's going to be on the floor. Um, you're looking at a potential 60-70 point draft key night out of LeBron if this game stay close. Um, going with my mid-tier pick, mm, kind of cheap for a mid-tier pick, but going right back to this San Antonio game, and that's going to be Keldon, Keldon Johnson. 5-1. He's been slipping a little bit. Um, and I want to say ever since January. But out of every player on that team that named Wimbenyamba, he's probably one of the other only players who could get you an actual 30-point night that's not Devin Vassell. And in a game like this, if he's not shooting 0 for 15, I do feel like he's has a good chance to um, have his best game this month and actually get you 20, 30 points, especially if AD's not on the floor. Now, for my little cheapy play, I was looking at going two routes with it. Um, I'm just going to go with the safe route. And Denver is on a back-to-back. Porter, even um, Jokic, Murray, one of these players could sit out. So they're playing against Portland, not the greatest team. Why not, you know, throw a shot on somebody who can shoot three-pointers, right? So for 3-9, I'm going to throw Justin Holiday in. If somebody's out, He's looking at a potential 24, 30-minute spot. And for 3-9, going against Portland defense, that can be a 20-point draft king night. Oh, yeah, I like it. Justin Hall is definitely interesting because you are right with the back-to-back. You don't know if Jokic or Jamal Murray might play. Uh, so definitely will be a lot more minutes for for someone else to take over. Uh, well, starting off my power forward is... Uh, the guy you mentioned for your small force, that was LeBron James. Uh, of course, I went with Edwards as my spend-up in terms of small forward because he can't really pay power forward. Uh, he doesn't have the eligibility for it. So I decided to go with LeBron at power forward. Uh, not to mention, I mean, you mentioned all you need to say. I mean, no Anthony Davis against Spanish Honeo in L.A. Uh, as great as Victor Wembeyana has been, I don't know how he's going to fare against LeBron driving in on him, even though he's Handled some, handled Giannis pretty well when he faced off. But I think uh, LeBron, of course, is going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting in this type of matchup with no AD, uh, especially if Austin Reeves or DeAndre Westbrook are exhausted a bit from this matchup against Golden State. Uh, mid-tier pick, I decided to go with Jonathan Kaminga, 6700. Uh, Golden State, of course, thing a back-to-back, but Kaminga, another one of the young guys who should be fre- uh, able to play against Charlotte and kind of play his way of uh, performing, of course, slashing and driving. Uh, Mark Williams is still injured, and I think Nick Richards is the only guy, but I think 
Jonathan Kaminga should be able to still get his buckets because Nick Richards is the kind of the tall, the tall center or the paint protector, uh, you would say. Uh, and six seven hundred, I think he should be able to uh, kind of get his uh, value as he's usually been able to do so. Uh, budget pick is the guy who he might be going against at center uh, or power forward. That's Grant Williams at forty six hundred, a player who. He's kind of been playing some great basketball. Uh, I usually have never gone for someone like Grant Williams. Uh, but in the case is right now, he has been playing some great basketball. Uh, I don't know how he performed today. Uh, as I guess there's a lot more buckets, but he has been able to score uh, and get you around 30 DK fantasy points and being able to get you some rebounds. He's kind of been efficient which is something Dallas wanted from him, but not from the three-point range. He still has taken around like six threes or five threes. Uh, but at 4,600, I mean, this is what you're going to expect. Uh, so if he's a guy who has that upside to get 30 DK fantasy points, especially against Golden State, who is going to be this, playing these smaller big men, so Grant Williams will have a fair shell uh, to play against these guys. All right. And I'm going to start my spin-up in this Charlotte Golden State game, man. I'm going to go with Mr potential 2020 game miles bridges man i really do like the matchup against golden space especially on the back-to-back if he gets the green light to play he probably will be the best time rebounder on the floor and possibly for charlotte case at least the best score on the floor um usage rate went insane for the month of february um, I know he had a couple duds in there. Right now, it seemed like he's bouncing back pretty well against the Jazz. Actually helped him with the little comeback. Um, and probably at about 45 DraftKings points going into the fourth quarter right now. Um, mid-tier, again, I, I feel like Jokic, Murray, or Porter will be out. So I got my eyes on Gordon right now at 6-4. Um, typically... Get, get a slight increase in uh, minutes of usage um, when those players are out. And if he's able to get to the line in this game against Portland and get, I don't know, anywhere from five to eight free throw attempts, I, I, I do feel like this will be a 35, 40-point draft key nights from um, Gordon. Not going cheap. Um, there was a couple spots I was gonna go but i'm like you know let me just keep it safe give something for the cash games and that's gonna be cherry and prince against the spurs at four or five typically when lebron's on the floor um his role is a little bit more um cleared um and he's the type of player that really does help when um lebron's on the floor typically when it's just like russell or for nowadays dinwiddie reeves um, he's he's not going to be the most efficient player. Won't really get you those four three-pointer games. But with LeBron's on the floor going up against a team that give up a good amount of threes, uh, I like him. Uh, could chalk him there for about 20 drafting points. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's go wrap up this this podcast by talking about the centers. Uh, I didn't go too high on this bend-up. Originally, I was thinking about someone like Anthony Davis in this matchup just to to add more state to it because he's going against Wemby, and I think they had a great matchup last time they faced off. But of course, uh, I'm also leaning towards Anthony Davis now playing, so I decided to go towards the mid-tiers. Uh, and I'm, I like Draymond Green at 6300. I mean, he's a player who they've been starting at center. 
Uh, he's had some great games. The game against Utah, he had 50 DK fantasy points. Uh, in this game against uh, the Lakers, I think he's been having uh, a solid night, I want to say. I mean, it's, it's been a sick. He only had six minutes. Uh, I don't know why I haven't watched the game, so I'm going to take a look at that to see if he actually plays on this Friday matchup. Uh, but in the case he does, I still think he should be able to kind of get his averages uh, and still have a solid night. 6,300 is just a pretty solid price to go for, knowing that the other team is also going to play some small ball. Uh, and then uh, a bit cheaper than him was Brooke Lopez. Uh, I think he's going to be a pretty interesting player for this Minnesota Timberwolves team because he can be a rim protector and space the floor, which might be a bit of a pretty a bit annoying for a Rudy Gobert or Conte. Actually, Conte might prefer to guard Brooke Lopez, so we're going to see how that works out. But uh, I think Brooke Lopez is someone who needs to be utilized a lot more, and you're hoping Doc Rivers can kind of get the best out of him. Uh, in the season, of course, he is getting up there in age. So uh, 6,000, 6, I think he's going to be a really important player in this matchup. Uh, and then lastly, my budget pick. Uh, I guess, I mean, this is around the 4,500 range, so I don't know if it is a budget pick. But Naz Reed, uh, of course, I think uh, he's one of those players who I really like in this type of matchup. I think he's going to be kind of that X factor because I think when it comes to, like, I guess mobility. I want to say he's probably the faster of the two. Uh, and going against a Giannis, it might be a bit difficult for a cat. So I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you even saw a three big men lineup be played at least once in this game. Uh, I know the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks like to do as well. Uh, but at 4,500, we know Nasri can sometimes have those nights where he can kind of get around 25 plus DK fancy points. Uh, I think it is going to be a low ownership pick because in this matchup, you probably don't see him get a lot of minutes. Uh, but at 4,500, I think I'm, I'm willing to take that risk and go for the upside. Okay, okay. Pretty solid picks. Um, like yourself, I didn't really like spending up too high on the center position. But hear me out. Uh-oh. This player showed his great ability to score the ball this past weekend mm-hmm. against some of the greatest players on earth. So, 7-7, four-game slate, cat. I, I, I can't go there, but I do like somebody who's a big <laughs> man on Minnesota. And that's Rudy Gobert, um, the person who cat kind of stole the all-star spot from. Um, I do feel like he should get his regular amount of minutes, possibly a little bit more run, too. Um, When it comes to ownership, I really don't know what it's going to be. It's a four-game slate, so I really don't know if this is going to be something I would run in cash and GPPs or just GPPs. But I I do feel like he should be able to get you a solid 40, 45 drafting point night. For that 7.5 price tag. Um, going with my mid-tier play. Um, I, I know you like Brick Lopez. But I was more so on the Bobby Portis trend. Um, 5.9. I do feel like he has the safest bench production on the Bucks. Um, I do feel like this won't be a double-double spot for him. 
So I won't be looking at any props for him. But when it comes to the Bucks needing bench production to score, he will be the most valuable piece. So I do feel like he has the potential to get you 18 actual points in this game. Um, going for the cheat play, I didn't really know where to go for this one. Um, so I'm just going to go with the person who just got his contract um, during this all-star break. Went from a two-way player to being in a rotation. And for 3-3, three, three, I'm going to go with do a brief um, in this Portland-Denver game. I do feel like he should be able to get you 12 to 20 minutes in this game. His ownership might be a little high if, um, you know, Jokic is ruled out. Um, I feel like a lot of people will pivot off of the Aiden play and, you know, play Reef. So you might get him at about 10% ownership maximum. But if everything stay intact, you know, let's just say Jokic plays, you should be able to get him at like 2%. And that's somebody who might be able to turn that GPP around for you, especially on a four-game slate. Interesting. I haven't heard that name in a while. Uh, but I know you and your GPP picks, the combination of going with these, these whether it's a European or whether it's a player who is, uh, you know, kind of on that good streak. I know you usually end up finding those those uh, thread uh, needles in the thread. Is, is that the same? Uh, but, yeah, overall, I think this was – uh, this was a hefty podcast, of course, talking about two slates because DraftKings loves to divide them in two. Uh, but we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, you can always hit me up at Twitter at 2Nice. That's spelled T-O-0 underscore nice underscore. And Kenny, where can they hit you up? Yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter at OrangeDFS. I'm always talking about all levels of basketball. Right now we got European and NBL on a break. But if you want to talk college, uh, more than have to talk about that or some NBA. Beautiful. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed, and I hope you guys listen to our choices and make win some good money. Hope you, uh, have a great night, and I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. <laughs>